You're listening to the Say Chill Podcast with Dr. Chip Dodd. Say Chill is a social impact organization that helps people see who they're made to be so they can do what they're made to do. Hey, Chip. Hey, Stephen. Welcome to the Say Chill Podcast. I'm glad, glad we got together today. Hey, we're Good doing the last component of the Eight Feelings series podcast. I think that's we true. We think. Yeah. We think. Yeah. We've done a couple twice. We, I think we did sad twice. And we think we did loneliness but you, but you twice. Hey, There's some shame in along the they way. Can, they can all, it, you know, I've been, I've been working hey, around the deal with it. The thing is true, too, that, that 28 years or more of dealing with feelings, there's, I mean, we could do, there's just, there's just no end to where these things take us. Right. I mean, we, we, since we're talking about gladness, I mean, we've been given eight tools, eight feelings to be able to live fully in a tragic place. Right. We've been granted by creation, and, and I believe the creator who created, God himself, gave us eight feelings to be able to live fully in a tragic place. And we talk about gladness so often as, you know, like... So how come the, the feeling we're doing today is gladness. gladness, yeah. And how come there have to be seven negative? We've done seven... Why are they so negative, Chip? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, the truth is that they're all gifts in terms of what they lead us to. We've been given seven tools to be able to live fully, and reality is that life is, is uh, very tragic. In fact, we'll be doing an um, a evening at Say Chill tonight about that, that tragedy. But we've been given eight tools to be able to live fully in a tragic place, and all of the feelings lead us to gifts. Right. And the gifts themselves actually give us the feeling we're most looking for. Which is glad. Yeah, gladness is a feeling that, that is derivative. If you become adept at the other seven feelings, living life on life's terms, because it's coming to all of us. Yeah, there's no way wind, to escape yeah, life. You wind up having a thing called gladness. And gladness is, is really, honestly, a state of the possibility of the capability of living life on life's terms. If a person becomes adept, able, able to do something, to, to, to use the seven skilled. feelings, facing, feeling, dealing, uh, with the other seven feelings, the the outcome is guaranteed that the person will have a sense of being capable, has the capacity and the capability of living life on life's terms. So there's a correlation between my joy with sadness, my ability to to be skilled with my anger, to be adept at it, to yeah. be able to be afraid yeah. without going into rage, to yeah. be hurt without building resentment, yeah. to be admit, sad, admit fear, lonely, shame, yeah. guilt, the, the the correlation which I'm able to live in those feelings, and the more I'm able to hold those, experience those, not react out of them, but respond with them, yeah. the more glad I'll have, more gladness I'll get to live in. Mm-hmm. There's a direct correlation between Direct that. correlation. And the gladness that a person that, that we experience, it's, it's not giddiness. It's, it's not ecstasy. That's the addictive expectation or the uh, uh, wish that we live somewhere else, which I understand, besides here. So, I mean, there are ecstatic moments, but, but what, what is derived from the other seven feelings is, is a thing called euphoria. And euphoria means to bear well. To bear e- well. EU is good. Euphoria is, 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 is bearing. Bearing. Bearing good. Yeah, bearing, bearing good. Well. It's bearing well. So you're bearing life on life's terms. You bear it well, which means that you can have hurt and hope Sadness and acceptance, anger 
and loss. You can have joy at the end of it and still know that sadness will come tomorrow. Yeah, the, so you're living life on life's The way terms. I've experienced it personally is that even in some of the most painful moments of my life, I've still seen beauty. I've still been able to experience compassion. I've still been able to offer someone hope and love. Like it doesn't just become about me mm-hmm. and my pain, that there's still something beautiful happening. Mm-hmm. And there's some, some gratitude that takes place, right? That there's, yeah. for me, gladness and gratitude are almost synonymous. Like that true gladness, that peace that passes understanding, the joy with sorrow, mm-hmm. right? There's something. Think about, yeah, the, the, think about uh, mar- marriages and, and in a marriage, two people living together, there's guarantee Without a doubt, there is going to be distance and wounds and, and heartache and heartbreak. Uh, I, I, know, I know you and Sonia and Heather and I don't have those things, but most people. Yeah. <laughs> well, you and Heather, whatever, you know. But, but uh, the most amazing thing is the willingness to process truthfully and take ownership of one's own feelings and hoping that the other person will do the same. What's amazing is the capacity to persevere. And persevere means keep your heart in, right? In spite of all that goes around, that's painful. So I mean, uh, couples have a sense of euphoria, uh, that uh, the, the trust in each other, the capacity to take a risk with each other, the the knowing that you know so and so will show up, um, that uh, trusting love uh, is a sense of euphoria. They can live life on life's terms together. They'll do whatever it takes to fight through whatever it takes to get back to each other. Right. They miss each other when they're apart. But see, all of that's pain. I miss you when I'm apart from you. That's pain. But the, the capacity to be able to miss someone, like you said, in spite of you end up having a gratitude. I, you know, all kinds of songs have been written. It's like, oh, yeah. I'd rather loved and lost than never loved at all. Right, that's a song. Well, I mean, that's a, a saying, but I was thinking about Garth Brooks, you know. Oh, you know, every God Garth Brooks song, yeah. And, you know, all that yeah. kind of thing. But it, it's just amazing that, that gratitude is, is that I know that that which I receive, I can accept good into my life, and I know that I didn't earn it. It came to me. I'm willing to receive it. Yeah. How does glad, we'll talk about the impairment in just a second, but this feeling of glad that comes as an outgrowth of doing these other feelings. How is that con- connected to satisfaction or, or gratification? How is it connected to delight, which is a little bit different? How is it connected to surprise? Like, Can you talk about that? Like this? Yeah, you know, I was, uh, in fact, it's weird you asked that. Uh, we're talking about satisfaction versus gratification, too, before we stop. But yeah. I was driving up here today, and um, um, actually this morning I was driving into uh, work, and I uh, I looked to my left and I saw a bunch of daffodils were coming up. They're mm-hmm. everywhere right now. Yeah, they are. Early and, spring in Middle yeah, Tennessee. Yeah, and I was driving past a, a, a small school, and the kids would be coming in soon. And I remembered uh, a little child, me, me myself even, looking back. We see daffodils when we're children, and we see yellow flowers the smell of them, we might pick them, or children sitting in clover and picking clover, four-leaf clovers, yeah. or, or making a basket, to refer even to our other right. podcast, or seeing birds fly over. All of those things in a child cannot do anything hardly if they notice them, but evoke wonder and delight. Right. Because they don't know uh, what they're not seeing, and they know what they are seeing. They're seeing what it is. It's a flower, it's yellow, 
It smells good. It's spring coming. And they, they've surrendered to the place, the season. The Life, life hasn't, uh, air quotes again, but life yeah. hasn't actually happened. And I remember driving past those daffodils and thinking, I know tons about life. And I know enough about life not to notice the daffodils. Mm. I know enough about life not to stop and smell them. I know enough about life not to pay attention to them. I know enough about life to recognize, hey, there they are again. And that's the, the whatever season. The, or to be cynical is. and say, well, a freeze is going to come and just kill them. Yeah, which it did last night. <laughs> which it did last yeah, night. it did. But, but the thing was, um, uh, if I know what life is like, which means I know fear, hurt, sadness, loneliness, and, and all the consequences that come that create those feelings in us. A child is born into life feeling them. But what happens to us is because life has those in them, we also do everything we can to protect ourselves from them. And what happens when we shut that down, we shut ourselves down to delight and wonder. Because if you stop, mm. you and I stop and go over and pull the daffodils and smell them or take them home to oh. our spouses, then all of a sudden we're saying, you know what? Uh, I'm really so, sadder now than I was before I picked them because this is what life is made to be like and I'm living something else. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You see, I'm not being a baby. I'm just saying. No, I hear that. We yeah. know enough to. To lose delight, I say we we go ahead and risk sitting down and having delight. So but to have that gladness. I was just thinking, fine. gladness then is probably the riskiest feeling. I love you saying that. I think gladness is the most painful. Wow. I really I know that sounds so as if I've never lived, but I think I think <laughs> gladness is the most painful because it's a reflective like the purity of gladness. Yes, yeah. it's reflective of everything we're made to be like, everything that we've had to forget, everything we're made to have. It means stop, rest. It means celebrate. It means appreciate. It means be thankful. And at the same time, all of that thankfulness comes from what didn't happen, yeah. hasn't happened yet, yeah. or it wasn't as bad as we thought it would be, or we're still together in it, but it still has to do with living in a place that's tragic. One of my so, favorite Mark Twain... It's a very courageous feeling. It is a very courageous feeling. One of my favorite Mark Twain quotes, uh, is without the rocks and the stream, the river would have no song, right? Yeah. And that, that could, you can hear that quote as like a cheesy, uh, uh, like cat poster, you know, yeah. like, right? Yeah. Well, like you love it, lose it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, success, it's around every corner, yeah. you just got to go for it, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Uh, but I think there's something about, for me, in that, that it's really the beauty and the noise and the music of our life you know and what we're grateful for, what we appreciate, yeah. is formed, is shaped yeah. by heartache, by yeah. loss, by love, by by uh, disappointment, by our joy being completed. Because there there are times in our lives we can't deny them that that I thought it wasn't going to turn out, and I I kind of hedge my bet that it wasn't, and I wasn't giving my heart to it, and God God did what God does, and my joy was completed in spite of myself, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I can't deny those either. I can't deny the surprise of joy in my life. I can't deny the surprise of of beauty in the midst of turmoil. It takes a lot of willpower to shut that I one mean, down. It really I does, know. right? Yeah. And so that's where I think gladness is so risky because it, it creeps up on us and it creeps up in us. Letting ourselves be surprised. Yeah, by being surprised by things. You know, you saw the daffodils this morning. Celebrate. You didn't go out this morning looking for daffodils. No, in fact, I, I was going somewhere that uh, I knew certain things were going to be pretty trying. 
I also knew that it would be late, uh, very late by the time I got home yeah. that night. And, uh, uh, and yeah, so I was willing to have those feelings and I looked over and also in that wondering and, um, uh, Appreciating because yellow and blue, by the way, is is really pretty magical. Oh, that's a you know whether it's fall leaves, yes. or, you know, yeah. Uh, but also, I remembered um, there's yellow and blue fall leaves. I mean, the yellow leaves and the blue sky. It's gorgeous. <laughs> Next, this, hey, this coming fall, uh, look for the blue leaves. This coming fall, lie down underneath the maple tree. Oh my, that's and look through it into the blue. It's, oh. it's, it, it does something to the brain. Yeah, I don't know what, but something. Yeah. I remember being a kid. Those and, are uh, complimentary colors. Yes, blue, exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, being a kid. See, when I looked at the daffodils, I remember being a kid. And I remember we were at school taking a walk, and the teacher said, these jonquils, or I think they're like purple. I think. Okay. I think. Yeah. Wonderful. Somebody correct me. But, but I remember they smelled so, so <clears throat> incredible. Mm. And, and I remember being a kid. So, I mean, there's that wonder. And remember, being a kid is going to be a sad experience and a wonderful experience, mm. right? Yeah. I remember something really, really good. That was a really good. I remember liking right. being um, six. Yeah. You know? So the gladness, it shatters the compartmentalization. It does. It takes us back to our childhood. Long-term memories are in your yeah. heart. Wow. Well, you, you know, too, uh, Stephen, uh, there, there's nothing wrong with happiness. No. I'm all for it. It happens. It happens, and that's exactly where the word comes from. Right. But if we don't have an internal life and aren't willing to feel life on life's terms, you know, it's it's ups, it's downs, it's it's pains, it's joys, then we're we're trying to create life or control life, which makes us dependent upon external happenings or right. circumstances. So happiness becomes an external job of 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 shaping our environment. Which, which so that, is just like the top cream of glad. I mean, it's just, it glads this thick thing. Yeah. And, and the happiness, certainly there's happiness and glad at mm-hmm. times, but it's just the top part. Yeah, and, and the happiness, it, it becomes us dependent upon the external circumstances to try to create an internal experience. And happiness is really dictated by the, what do I have to do to not have the other seven feelings? Right, and that's, and that's, and that's where we move into the impaired gladness, which is sensuality yeah. without heart. It's, it's sensuous the, and sensual. Okay. Both. It's, yeah. it's the attempt to stimulate my brain and stimulate my body. And without having to have my heart. Without having to bring my heart into it. That's where satiation comes from. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, the impaired gladness is sensuous and sensual experiences without heart. Right. Without the willingness to have. So it's processes and practices and substances and behaviors mm-hmm. that I do or use to bring me that feeling, to manufacture that feeling mm-hmm. that it gets close to glad. To make my heart shut up. To make my heart quit having feelings. Mm-hmm. There is a, a beautiful thing. Now that I've been, uh, um, you know, I, we always, I always focus on me being old, but now that I'm old. Like really old. Oh, really old. <laughs> And um, you're not really old, but I mean, you're just kind of old, very young. Kind yeah, of, you're like you're like of, a young old person. Yeah, I'm a young old person. <laughs> Everyone I'm treating now is so they're old enough to be like for long. They're going to be younger than my sons. I mean, that's that's old. That's be old. So, <laughs> but I've noticed that in relationship, um, there is a sweetness and a delight um, in in spite of the um, aging. Uh, there's just a a missing, a sweetness, a delight, an appreciation, a wonder, a curiosity, 
an interest in the interest of the other's welfare, a, and all of these extraordinary benefits, but all of them have come from a willingness to share pain, willingness to be in pain, a willingness to even admit creating pain. Yeah, take responsibility, yeah. <laughs> and then having sorrow for having done so or telling the truth about the other having created pain. But so it, it's, there it is again now. We talked uh, in the other podcast about doing the audio book. And so I said all, in, in the, the voice of the heart, it, it holds true because it is true. It is true, not because I said it, but because it's been around forever. Uh, we, we'll do a podcast sometime on Ayika, but uh, when God said, where are you, it was a question of where you are, are you emotionally? So what, what's amazing to me is that um, it's, it, it holds true. And here I am 20 years after writing The Voice of the Heart, 30 years involved in the field of tragedy mm-hmm. and regeneration mm-hmm. both. Uh, here I am talking about the very thing that I've been uh, I'm talking about living it. Here we are 20 years later, and my relationship is 20 years older with Sonia. And I'm finding gladness to be even truer because of the willingness to have those other seven feelings right. than I would have been able to actually say experientially before. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, this is, yeah. this is, this is real and true. It is philosophy and poetry that hits the dirt and grows something. Yeah. Seeds in dirt. This is real. It's very real. So. Well, may everyone who's listening experience some beauty today. May they see a daffodil or a child smile or a, uh, experience being generous towards somebody when they don't have to be and, and really... And have uh, the sadness of it. Have the sadness with of the it. the joy. So that the joy comes with it. Because, yeah, you know, even with that age, my own sons are older. They and are. I love it. It's fabulous. It's fantastic. And I miss them growing up. Yeah. See, there it is. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks, Thank Chip. You. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks for listening to the Sage Hill Podcast. want to take a second to let you know about something coming up that we're starting called Sage Hill Leadership Lab, which is an opportunity for leaders, men or women who are leading in a professional context, whether entrepreneurs or doctors or nurse leaders or managers or church leaders or principals to come meet four times a year to be in a process of learning to lead more fully from the heart. To find out more about that, you can go to sagehillconsulting.com.